What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show. I'm Dan Wendell, owner of Dolphin Financial Group, and today's topic for the podcast is reverse mortgages. Now, if you've seen the commercials and you've heard about these and, you know, the question is, are they good? Are they bad? And that's what we're going to talk about today. And I don't work in a reverse mortgage space, but I have a lot of clients in retirement who ask me about these. So today's show is going to be about reverse mortgages, the basics, and also whether or not they make sense for people. To help me with that, I'm going to bring on a reverse mortgage specialist. Her name is Elena Katsula Sabu, and she is going to join me and talk to me about reverse mortgages. Now, Elena works as a reverse mortgage broker, and she's a local native to Florida. So this is going to be great. Let me bring her on. She's been on before. There she is. Elena, introduce yourself. Thanks for coming. And uh, let the listeners who haven't seen you before know who you are. Good morning, Dan. Thank you again. I always like joining you on these podcasts, web live events. Um, I am Elena Kitsula Sabu, and I am a native of Pinellas County. And I've been in this space of reverse mortgages for about 17 years. I work for a lender, so we will not broker your your loan. Some people like that. Some people don't care. But um, we will keep your the, your loan till you sell or you know um, go to heaven. I say um, a reverse mortgage has come into play, and it's come a long way. I should say from 17 years ago, I got laughed at when I was entering this space by people who were at big broker shops saying, Elena, really? Um, I knew it would become the wave of the future. It has changed dramatically how it is used and in how it's perceived by experts like Dan and attorneys. It's a way that you can stay in your home and use a portion of your equity. Um, you can do whatever you'd like with it. There are no guidelines for it, but it has to be done on your primary residence. So with that said, do you want me to go into, how, how do you want me to go into any more? Yeah, well, me? well, for a lot of people who are watching this, they probably have heard of a reverse mortgage. They've seen commercials. They, they're concerned, right? There's this general take of, ooh, you know, Tom Selleck, or I forget who's, you know, the commercials, right? And and people are saying, what is a reverse mortgage? And, you know, I don't know. I don't like it. But the problem, Elena, is, you know, I don't, I, I'm not a reverse mortgage specialist. I don't make, I don't sell these. I don't get involved in them in any way, but my clients are asking me about it. And as a CFP, I need to have the answers. So I work with people like you to get the answers. And I look at these as, well, I did a show on, um, tapping in or using home equity in retirement. So I'll put that up here for people who haven't seen it. And I mentioned reverse mortgages as an option. You do. And, you know, I talk about home equity line of credit. I talk about taking a traditional mortgage. I talk about reverse mortgage. And people, for some reason, are still not familiar with the reverse mortgage or they think it's this strange animal. But what, I, what I'd like you to do is kind of explain to people how a reverse mortgage is, is very similar to like a home equity line of credit or just a traditional mortgage. So I get this all the time as well, Dan, 
they look at me and say, I think the word reverse confuses everybody and it, it just makes everyone just go crazy. So if you think of it as this, the, re, the opposite of what a HELOC is, and a HELOC is a home equity line of credit. So a home equity line of credit is given to people who, based on their, the value of their home. And I think they'll give them 80% of it. I'm not sure all the particulars. And they pay interest only for, I believe, a period of 10 years, right? Right. And then they have to pay it back at the end of the 10-year period. Right. Or they have to refinance it. Right. They're refinancing, the refinance, the refinance. Mm -hmm. So on a reverse mortgage, we're giving them a portion of their equity based on their age, their value, and the 10-year rate. Okay? I'll go into that in a little bit. But we will give them a line of credit and... We have to first say, hey, do you have a mortgage or a home equity line of credit? Because that has to be paid off through the reverse. So and you can, let me stop you there. So if, if I have a, already a mortgage on my house, I could still do a reverse mortgage. Absolutely. And have the reverse pay off the existing mortgage. Correct. And that's where your clients are benefiting because now they no longer have that 900 or whatever amount of mortgage payment that they have in place. So they're going to increase their cash flow by not having to make that payment. Okay. So the reverse mortgage has paid that off and that's their beginning balance. Okay. Their cash flow will increase yearly and you can show them like you always do how much you're saving throughout five years, 10 years, and 20 years. And then they can keep their investments intact with you because those are, those investments are going to keep them floating for the rest of their lives, right? Well, so, that's the idea. So, you know, a lot of people, a lot for a lot of people, their primary equity, the, their primary net worth is in the house. Mm -hmm. And people don't seem to look at it that way. They say, all right, I have my 401k and I have my savings. I might have a pension, but, you know, they don't ever say, oh, my house is worth 400,000. But what I'm saying is, and they, if they do, they can say, let me take a home equity line of credit. Let me get a traditional mortgage. But maybe for some, their cash flow need is such that they don't want to pay for a mortgage. People don't like having a mortgage to pay every month. No. A reverse mortgage is similar in that you're borrowing against the house. You have to pay it back at some point. Right. Someone does. But you don't have to pay it every month, right? Correct. No. So this is the concept. And the... What I tend to tell people is, and I think you, you've said this as well during the course of the years we've known each other, look at your home as a 401k you've never tapped into. It's your biggest asset sometimes. So use your house before you use your investments. Uh, because every time you take out of your investments, you might be getting taxed. Where this is a different area and it's tax-free. You're creating a mortgage. So it's it's a great way to look at it, and I think it's all about education. So and my, I put I put on there a home equity conversion mortgage. Is that the same that term, the HECM, same as correct. reverse? Correct, because you're converting it into a home equity conversion mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why we don't just call it that. Well, I guess the reverse sounds cooler, but then people get scared by reverse. What is it? Well, and then when you call it a, a HECM, they're like, "Wait, I thought we were talking about a reverse." Right. So. <laughs> I, I use them together. I'm with you on it. <laughs> so um, we're talking about 
the differences between a reverse and the home equity line of credit or traditional mortgage. With a traditional mortgage, you're 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 borrowing a set amount that increases because um, you know, or decreases because you're paying it back. But you have to pay it back during a set time. Correct. The same with the home equity line of credit. Maybe it's ten years. I'm going to pay this monthly. How is a reverse different than that? Let's say I wanted to take out a two. Well, let me ask you this question first. You mentioned a percentage. Let's say a home equity line of credit lets you take 80. What percentage roughly of your home value can you take as a reverse mortgage? I usually don't like to go there because I have a couple right now who is, she's 68, he's 81, okay? So it's based on the youngest borrower's age. I always like to use my system to calculate how much they're going to get. Um, because I don't want people to pin me down. But I always say between 55 and 68%, depending on how old the youngest borrower is. Okay, um, so it's not, you're not going to take the full value of your home as no. a reverse, but they'll let you take, and now let's say it's 55%, and the, okay. and the, and the home is, is worth 400, and so basically you could take 200 or so thousand. What, do you take that as a lump sum, or do you take it as monthly income how does that good, work good question so um first we have to make sure they pay off their mortgage or their heloc and in this Ass case assume let's just the house say, is, is free and clear yes let's say this is free and clear so this person has a two hundred thousand dollar line of credit they can take cash out they will give them fifty percent of that two hundred thousand to use the first 12 months okay so you can take a portion of it as cash and leave the rest in the line of credit you can take a portion of it as cash and say, I want a monthly income till my 90th birthday. You can do a many different combinations. And I typically run uh, different scenarios and I highlight it as a, and say, hey, here's scenario one, two, and three. I always say, let's wait till that appraisal comes in to really hone in on what you'd like to do. Cause that's our key figure, right? Mm -hmm. And then, so I take a hundred thousand cash. Right. Just like I would do with the HELOC. Mm -hmm. HELOC says you have to pay this back. Home uh, a reverse mortgage says you don't have to pay it back. No. So it's a non-recourse loan. So uh, a non-recourse comes into play whenever the home, you owe more than it's worth. Okay. We haven't seen that in a long time. In 2007, 8, and 9, it was always coming up that I owe more than it's worth. The likeliness of this happening is highly unlikely, but we don't know. So you don't have to pay it back, but typically the normal situation is they move, they want to downsize, they pay it off like a normal closing transaction, they get the cash and they keep rolling. Or um, say as though they both go to heaven and their heirs are saying, what do we do now? And I always get a call. Yeah. Well, it's Mom and dad had a reverse mortgage. I'm, uh, the house is gone. It's over. You know, why did yeah. they do that? I hate that. My house. My no. house. Yeah, the family heirloom is gone. Yeah, no, no. So I have a situation where they're closing this Friday. The parents have both passed and we're selling. They sold the house. They're going to pay it off and get the difference. So they just have to pay off the mortgage like they would if it was a traditional mortgage. Correct. The title company gets a payoff and it's all said and done. So the 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 difference being that you don't have to pay off any of the mortgage while you're alive with the reverse. No. The downside to that is it's just going to keep growing. 
So whereas a traditional mortgage, it's going, it's going down. Right. So the kids or whoever has less to pay later, this is actually going up. Correct. So it's, it's, it's just adding. Right. So the, the amount you owe is adding. Now you could pay or you could stop payments or you could, but for the most part, most people do this with the intent of, I'm just going to spend the value of my house and let my kids deal with whatever's left. Yeah. I, it's rare that I hear, oh my gosh, you know, when I first started in this for the first eight to 10 years, and I believe I spoke to you about this as well. Oh my gosh, what are my kids going to get? Now it's rare that I hear that. It's all about them. They're very concerned about inflation. They're concerned they are running out of money. I've got a 98 year old who said, yeah, I know what you're thinking. I'm going any day. My mother lived till 107. I just wow. ran out of money and she and her husband saved. They had enough, but they didn't think they'd live this long. And, but they have home equity. They have all hundred percent equity. Mm -hmm. So she's going to use this for her monthly caregiving. Absolutely. And my general take is when talking with people that are asking me about reverse mortgages, because they're coming to me now asking me, Hey, can you tell me more about reverse mortgages? Should I consider it? It used to be reverse mm -hmm. mortgages. What, you know, uh, what are you, you, what are you, you know, I'm not going to work with you. You just said the word. Now yeah. people you're, are you're coming take my to house. Me, right. They're coming to me saying, Hey, you know, this is, I've heard about this. It seems really good. Why wouldn't I? And then I say, well, I don't know. Let's talk. Um, are you seeing people coming to you now? We're saying 2021 and let's just say Pinellas County because housing prices are out of control. So they, we could be in a spot where five years from now, the house is worth a lot less. But um, are people coming to you as a last resort for the home equity? No, it's rare that I'm seeing last resort um, or I'm hearing those words. I used to hear them quite often for a long period of time. Um, they're saying we're planning ahead. Now they're planning ahead is like, okay, two years from now and they're already in retirement. Right. Right. But they're not, they're not cutting their spending and their income is fixed. Right. So I'm not hearing last resort very often at all. Um, it used to be last resort. It used to be yeah. Oh. my home is my last resort, but now people are wising up to that and saying, Hey, and I even have conversations with kids. Hey, um, you know, your, you know, your, your mom talked to me, we we're going to do a risk mortgage and, we want, I want to talk to the kids in advance so I don't get that call later when mom passes. Hey, what'd you do? Right, Why'd yeah. you recommend this? And I said, well, I didn't recommend it. Uh, I went through the options and here's the deal. Your mom was going to spend her 401k or her IRA down or her cash savings down, or she was going to spend the house down. Either way, you're going to get less because mom's spending it to live. Correct. So what do you want? Do you want the house? You could still have it. Um, but you still got to just pay off the mortgage. So I think people are seeing it as one pool of money now, instead of my house over here and my savings over here. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. So, um, and I always get kids involved. If there are kids involved, I always ask, are there children? Yes, we've discussed it. Do what you need to do. Um, I had a situation a few years ago where the night before closing eight children, one, the oldest called me and said, we're not doing this any, we're not, we're stopping this. I said, curious why? Uh, well, it's not a good thing. We're going to get less. I said, oh, do you have any other alternatives? And I, I said, well, the only alternative we have is to split the mortgage payment between eight of you. 
And they said, we'll see you tomorrow at closing. Right. Because when you think about it, it's like, all right, dad needs care. Okay. Me and my three brothers, how are we going to do it? All right. Everyone chip in a thousand a month or something. Yeah. Um, but he's got the house. All right. I don't have to chip in anything now. Well, then we'll get, we'll have to pay off the mortgage when he dies. Well, that's fine. Like I don't have cash flow to, to spend on in-home care. Let's use the asset he has and just we'll deal with it later. Right. You know, it's a cash flow issue for a lot yeah, of people. It is. And, it and all is. the cash is in the house, mm-hmm. you know, and people don't, they, they sit on this huge asset, you know, and unfortunately, the, it, so people, once they see the cash flow, they're like, oh, I see. So I'm just going to get, I have to pay off this loan later. All right, let's borrow from his house rather than borrowing from my checking account. Right. right. Think, oh, it just makes so that. much sense. So we, we talked about home prices going up crazy in Pinellas County. Crazy. Talk to me, like, so interest rates are really low right now for, I, I think, you know, refinancing is a good thing for a lot of people. I think most people have already done it, but to get a loan now is pretty low. Interest rates are down at rock bottom. How does that impact reverse mortgage interest rates? Is that, are they correlated? Yeah, they're correlated. Our rates are very low. We use to calculate the reverse mortgage benefit, the 10 year average of the CMT, okay? So say it's at X today. That X number, I don't like to quote rates, but uh, you're locked into that rate for 120 days, okay? Your initial rate is quite a bit lower because it's based on today or this week's rate, okay? And this week's rate is really darn low. so. The rates are comparable, they are variable, and there's a fixed rate for the reverse. The variable typically works much better for the calculation than the fixed. The fixed is for, it will not give you as much as the variable. It's just how HUD has uh, put it in place. And HUD regulates the loan and FHA insures the loan for the HECM. These these are federally insured. Right, okay. So, so they're so very the fixed low. rate. So, so you can get a fixed rate reverse mortgage, which means you know what you're going to be paying going forward for the it's life of, of your life, really. Correct. Um, whereas a variable adjusts every 120 days, it, it adjusts every week, and it will, there is a cap to it. And the cap is almost is significantly lower than three years ago. So your cap is in single digits today. And that's a cap, cap on the life? Mm-hmm, on the life. So, so if you get a variable, it's like, all right, it's going to adjust daily. But if it ever reaches that cap, this is the worst case scenario. That's the worst case scenario. I could see that being people being fearful of doing a reverse now saying, well, I don't want a variable because interest rates are going to go up. Yeah. True, but you know what? They're not paying it. And when you compare that to the cash flow that they're going to, be increasing from not having a mortgage payment if that's the scenario they're a little bit they're more relaxed so you've got to give them all the pros and cons and yeah. really it's a mood point typically after you speak to them and say hey we haven't really been at that cap for probably 15 years right and and again it's not like a HELOC where they have to pay it off in 10 years this they don't yeah. have to pay it off no so they might eat up their their equity in their home but you know, it that that by doing so they can forego taking from their savings, their IRA, and and keep that invested. 
Correct. And also, I think you made a big point, which I want to talk about the pros and cons. One of the pros that people really forget about is when you tap into your home equity, it's very different than tapping into an IRA. You don't have to pay taxes. Hmm. You're creating a mortgage. It's, it's, you're creating a lien. Um, now, I have a couple people right now who are saying, but they made last year every month a $1,000 payment against their reverse. So they're saying, well, how will that impact my taxes? And I said, well, that's, you need to ask your accountant, but you're just paying down a mortgage. You're not paying interest, right? If you, so you actually that- had people that took a reverse mortgage and then decided to put money back to pay off. Mm-hmm. So what is the reasoning that they did that? They really can't tell me. They felt okay. better. And now they wish okay. they had that $12,000 because now they really could use it. So we're doing a reverse mortgage refi. Okay. Because, okay. So their value has increased tremendously on the beach and yes, they surely yes. can use the extra income. So you money. can refinance a reverse mortgage just yes, like any can. other mortgage. Especially right now. Right. I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. With the values going up so high. With the values and the rates, once rates start ticking up and values might slide down a tad, it will be a challenge. But right now, hey, it's a great picture and it's a huge asset for these people to increase their uh, checking account. One of the beauties besides the fact that it's tax advantage is also being able to stay in your home. Mm-hmm. You don't have to leave. Um, now, if you do decide to leave, this is a big problem for a lot of people up here is if I leave, uh, they're going to take the house, right? Yeah. So, or, or I can't leave the house. I can never leave the house. I can't mm-hmm. even go to a nursing home, right? No. I think people don't realize that you can, you just have to pay off your mortgage just like you would any other house that you leave, any other mortgage. Correct. Yeah. Um, no. Another another pro, um, frees up the cash. So if you have other other cash elsewhere that you don't want to spend, you could free up the cash in the house, which is the biggie. That's the main reason why people Huge. do it. And then also, um, if you were in a position where the house value drops significantly and you owe more, you've taken out more than it's worth, you don't have to pay it back when you die and your kids aren't going to be stuck cutting a check. No. They no. Just say, hey, take the house. You know. If your home is worth, if you owe more than it's worth at the time that your, your, both your parents have gone to heaven uh, and there's an appraisal done, I believe there's two appraisals required, the children, the heirs, will sign the deed over to HUD and they walk away. HUD is housing and urban, urban development. development. Yeah. yeah. So really, I mean, there's a lot of pros to this. Um, let's talk about some cons, unless you have any of the pros that I missed. Uh, pros are, I think we've covered them all. Staying in your home is huge because honestly, I have parents at, at 90 years old now and 15 years ago, they said, let's move. And then they said, no, poo-poo, we're, we're going to stay. We have, the house is secure. It's sound. We feel safe here. And now at 90, they've decided to stay there because we're not moving someone who's 90 and 91. There's enough confusion as it is, so stay put, right? And um, you can tap into that house to pay for in-home care. Correct. Correct. It's tax-free. Right. Why keep taking out of your investments? Um, the cons are, and I rarely hear this anymore, I will get less as an inheritance. 
I that really is a big did. one. That that was the big one. The other big one was they're going to take my house when I die. Yeah, you know, I'm a bad person. I'm going to take your house. I don't hear that as often, except for I did hear it a few weeks ago as saying, so when do you take my house? <laughs> they were already in it. You're like, oh, <laughs> right when you sign. No, no. He's, yeah. He ran out of money. The line of credit's gone. So he, he said, now, so when do you take it? I said, relax, never. Now, if you don't pay your taxes and insurance, then we become into a different That's a big issue. That's the big caveat that people need to realize is, all right, I'm taking money out of my house. I'm done. I never have to pay anything. You still yeah. have to pay taxes because the government doesn't care what you do with your house as long as you yeah. pay taxes. And you still have to maintain some insurance and keep the house in working order. Correct. Correct. I have a little lady in Newport Ritchie who husband died. She's 96 and she forgot to pay her taxes. And she's never been late in the 40 years she lived there. And you can look at the record. And she called in tears and said, oh, my gosh, I have this letter. Oh, I said, have your neighbor take you to pay your taxes and get it cleared up. You'll be fine. And, you know, call the servicing department that we have and talk to them. It was fine. But, yeah, you're going to get a nasty letter saying you haven't paid your taxes. Duh, duh, duh. So yeah, that's that an end all, though. That, well, exactly. That's going to be if you're in that point where you missed your taxes, that's the scary part. And, right. you know, you really. And that really happens when you're 96. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a biggie. But as long as you maintain taxes and insurance on the house. Fine. You could you could take as much as you can from the reverse mortgage and not pay it back. Correct. And I think for a lot of people, that's where the whole last resort came in. It's like, oh, I don't have any more money. You have your house. Let's use that to live. And eventually you'll get to the point where there's none of that, like you just mentioned. So you could get to a point where the reverse mortgage loan won't give you anymore. It just it right. stops, right? right? So that's what right. He, this guy used all of it in two years. He took his first lump at closing and then the second lump he had to use for his wife who became very ill. So he, he was now panicking because he has to move her and him somewhere. I'm like, no, stay put. So they still have equity in the house though, too, because they yeah, could borrow the whole thing. He sure does. He, he can't tap into that. Does, you know, Not till 15 months after it's been in place. So if housing keeps rising, because um, he's only 12 months into it, maybe we can look at it in a couple months. As a refi? Yeah. Now, you can't do these before age 62. That's You that's can. So as, okay. if one of you is 62, um, you can do it. You'll get a little bit less, but I have a situation where he's 63, she's 59, and they need to do it because she has to retire and they want to bridge it for social security mm -hmm. for a period as long as they can get a monthly income because so, she was she earned more than he did so she wants to delay her social security delay her social so that's a good way to do it and i know we've talked about that before yeah there's some strategies people use for reverses to bridge income gaps and yeah. those could be i mean those are the kind of things that i deal with is right. the numbers all right You're the expert on that right and and should we do that should we use an ira should we use a roth like ooh, and, and so reverse mortgage is just another tool to me um but i think it's a misunderstood tool the big question and the big con that i get besides what we've already talked about is fees so i think people get this this idea that um a HELOC or a mortgage, traditional mortgage is, you know, just everyone does it. So you don't pay fees. You just kind of, you know, or you do, but whatever. They're, 
but they they feel like reverse mortgages have these hidden fees or these exceptionally high closing costs or they have closing costs and like why is there closing costs on a loan um i think that's a big con people people feel like the the fees of associated uh, of a, a mortgage shouldn't be there for whatever reason on the reverse well on any loan there's closing fees right of and course there is but people you right. know for, no one oh, likes I, fees right I no know. one likes a fee and florida is one of the most expensive real estate transaction states in the country so with florida being expensive and fha since they insure the loan the first eyesore is the FHA mortgage insurance premium, and it's 2% of the home value. So that eyesore is huge, right? But it's a non-recourse loan. They'll never change it. You know, in the mortgage, the mortgage is set. You can walk away. So that 2% does cover a lot. And that's a federal mandate. So you can't say, well, I'm going to go to Joe Schmo because he's going to waive the 2% fee for me. No, no, right. there's no um, Joe and Susie. They can't do anything different than I can um, on a refi. You, you can't eliminate that federal fee because they're the ones running the program and overseeing it and insuring it. Right. It wouldn't even get past underwriting or uh, closing. Right. Um, now, on our jumbo product that I'll just say two seconds about, we have a home safe product that we we own and created it. It caters to people in $500,000 and up homes. And those are not uh, FHA loans. So there's not an FHA premium. So they, they really work with 500,000 on up and if you're in your mid seventies, right? Okay. So well, I always say, hey, let's look at it. It might be beneficial. The rates are totally different and the calculation is totally different. But for people are in that higher value home, they're very attractive. The the fees and the and the cost might be less. Oh yes, they they're less. More, right. Okay. Right. Yeah, so so bottom line is, I think um, these are misunderstood still, right. but they're getting better. I, I I feel they're getting better. At least my the newer clients that come to me, they're open to talking about it as an option because right. I I throw it out there as I don't care. You know, I, I don't make any money if someone does a reverse versus anything else. I I charge a fee for advice. Right. So, but I think people are, are like the fact that I talk about reverse mortgages and um, that I'm not, it's not like a taboo topic. And, but I think it's important that people understand they need to work with someone that's, that's open to it, but not, you know, oh, these are the best things since sliced bread. And you, yeah. I'm sure that you have a very select group when you meet with someone, it's let's talk to see if it even makes sense. You know, right. you got to run the numbers as oh. usual, you know? You know, I, I said to someone Friday, I said, this is not a fit for you. And she said, I can't believe it. Well, someone else will do it. I said, well, I'm just saying that I think your better option is because of your situation. And it was a, a combination of many things is sell, downsize and go to a villa and your costs will be less because we're just band-aiding this she says you're the only person that has told me that and i said well i'm not here to just what's the word i'm not here transactionally to to sell reverse mortgages it's a whole complete process and that's why i wanted you on can you just quickly give people your contact info or the best way to get in touch with you just because they're going to have questions about this 
And, you know, you work in Florida only, though, right? I'm only licensed in Florida and possibly Texas soon. Um, <laughs> I won't ask. I'm not. <laughs> someday we'll talk. <laughs> um, You're not leaving Pinellas County. I'll tell you no. that. <laughs> oh, no. no. Um, I just have to help these people. So I said I would uh, get licensed. Um, my num- the, the best, best way to contact you? The best way to contact me is by my cell, and that number is 813-394-4693, and that's 813-394-4693. What, uh, what's the company name and website? Finance of America Reverse, and my, my website is very long because my last name is very long, so just... Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Call, call yourself. Call myself. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. I think um, reverse mortgages are a pretty cool tool. Not for everybody. I no. I would say most of my clients that come to me, I say, well, let's try something different. And But when I, when I think there might be something, they go to you or someone like you and say, here's the numbers. They come back to me and say, look at these numbers. Does it make sense? And that's, I enjoy doing that. Um, and I'm a numbers guy. And it's different every time, surprisingly, just based on the fact that everyone's situation is different. Rates are changing. So um, it's important to always think, hey, it may not be appropriate now, but maybe a year from now it might be and, and so forth. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, hap- I'm thankful that you're there and that you're giving some pretty decent and very, like you said, you, you, you don't want to be transactional. And I think that's important for people no. to understand. Never happened. So, and getting second opinions on a reverse, talk to the financial professional about this. Make sure that you're getting someone else to look at these numbers because it is a big decision, but it does, it's, not, it's not a taboo decision. We'll say no, that. It's, it's come not a, a long last way. resort. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for joining me today. I'm going to uh, end with uh, bringing in my, my favorite little two boys. I have three boys, by the way. I know, they're precious. I'm going to have them do the outro, and uh, we'll catch you next time, Ellen. Have a good Thank day. You. Thank you so much. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundo or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphine Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.